0: I'm going to start down here because if if you're up to fifth grade, I'd like you to come sit down front. And if you are willing to pretend like you're up to fifth grade, you come sit in the second row. I mean, I'm 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 serious. If you want to pretend, not many kids here. Sit down here. Not many kids here uh, during the first service. So, do we have any pretenders today? Yeah, come on down here. That's a way. Come on down. All right. We're going to introduce the topic today with a, talking about a game that kids play. Do you like to play hide and seek? Oh, all right. <laughs> yes. Hide and seek. It's a, it's a fun game. I remember when I was young, I was at my grandma's house. And of course, it was always dark. And we would play hide and seek. And uh, I don't remember where we hid, but, but it, there were always good places around my grandma's. Outside, you know, we just played hide and seek. Uh, now, I want you to think about when you begin to learn about hide and seek. Now, I think it happens perhaps when kids are very little, maybe infants, and they start, their eyes are watching. And so they say, peekaboo. You know, did you ever do that? Did you ever hear your parents do that? Or maybe you watch them with other the lo- littler kids. Peekaboo. That's I think that's the beginning of of hide and seek. Uh, but then then you get a little bit older, and once they start crawling, now I'm going to ask you a question here. Once you think about it. Now, when parents say, "Come find me," you, they do that, don't they? Where do they hide? Laundry room. Uh, the laundry room. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good place to hide. But, but, but when they're still crawling, where do they hide? Maybe it's kind of like this. Come find me. Do they hide like that maybe? Why? What if mom or dad, now think about this. What if mom or dad said, come find me, and then they went and hid really, really good? little crawling toddler, or maybe toddling along and, Mom, Dad, where are you? Nothing. Mom, Dad, where are you? How do you feel? Scared. If you couldn't find Mom or Dad, how would you feel? Scared. So moms and dads don't do that, do they? No. They hide so they can be found. Because that's very important at a very young age, right? Okay, now you kids can go back and sit with your parents. (laughs) And my pretenders, you pretended really good. Thank you. Yes, good. Thank you very much. Pretend very good. The question I want to ask you all is do you think God hides like a parent of a toddler? Or like kids playing hide and seek? Oh, you're going to read the scripture here. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Isaiah 55, 6. Thank you very much. The question we ask is, God hiding like a parent from a toddler or like kids who are really playing for serious? Because if you play for serious, where do you hide? Where you can't be found. Until you get to the base, the home base. If God were hiding like that, no one could find Him. Isaiah 45 and verse 19 says, I would have not told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. God is not hiding, so we cannot find Him. He's not hiding at all, in fact, because He wants to be found. We're going to be looking at the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. So if you've got your Bibles there, I want you to turn. We're going to read the whole chapter today, and we're going to find answers to four questions pertaining to seeking God. Four questions. The first question will be, who should seek God? The second question is, how should one seek the Lord? It says the Lord in that, seek the Lord. How should one seek the Lord? Third question will be, why? Why should anyone seek the Lord? What are the reasons or what are the benefits of seeking the Lord? And then question number four, we get very personal. When we should seek the Lord. And that's the fourth question. Now, they're not going to fall in order, but we're going to find some of the answers to each of the questions as we go through the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. That's the Bible I have here, but I also put it into the text of my sermon. So if you don't see me referring to the Bible, it's because I've got it right here on my text. 55, verses 1 and 2. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money. Come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Is anybody here hungry or thirsty? Now I'm not talking about food or water. Are you hungry for more? Are you looking for something to make your life more meaningful? To give you a purpose every day? So when you get up in the morning, you're saying, I'm here for a purpose. Are you looking for a meaning in life that does not fade as you grow older? Fran and I visit people in the nursing home each week, and some of them feel rather useless. But they don't need to feel that way if they knew what their purpose was. So if anyone is thirsty, anyone is looking for more, something deeper, something better, something stronger, something that lasts, they're the ones who should seek the Lord. They're the ones. Now the ones who are content, they better seek the Lord too because... I don't think anyone should ever be fully content with what their life is right now. At peace, but not content. Wanting more. Wanting more. Jesus, in uh, John chapter 4, said to the Samaritan woman, Would you please give me a drink? But he wasn't really asking for a drink. He was hoping, wishing, and wanting for her to say, Would you, Jesus, give me a drink of the living water? The water that never goes dry and always quenches thirst, always. And she asked, would you give me some of that water so I don't have to come at her to the well? She misunderstood. But we're talking about that living water today. Verse 2 asks a very important question. Why spend your money... And time, energy, or effort. Let's put all those together. Why spend any time, energy, or effort on something that doesn't really do anything for you? And at the same place Jesus told his disciples in in John chapter 4, when they came back with some food from Samaria, and he was talking with this woman, which they were surprised about, he said to them, I, I, I don't need the food. Why, did somebody come and give you something to eat? He said, no, I have some food that you don't know anything about. My food is to do the will of my Father. Friends, are there times in your life when you would rather do the will of the Father than eat a meal? If there are not times in your life right now, not times in my life right now, when I would rather do something that God says to do than to eat, you need to seek the Lord. I need to seek the Lord. Because God has more in in mind than just a satisfying meal for a, a lot more. Isaiah 5, 12 I'll refer to this because I read through the book of Isaiah in preparation for today. Been a mighty good book to read. Listen to what it says in Isaiah 5.12. It's talking about those who drink liquor. But the application can go for all of us. It says, they furnish wine and lovely music at their grand parties. The lyre and harp and tambourine and flute. But they never think about the Lord or notice what he is doing. Do you know anybody like that? Whether they drink alcohol or not, that they never think about God or notice what He is doing. Those folks are not seeking the Lord. If you can go through any day without thinking about the Lord, it's time to reconsider. Are we pursuing lives of pleasure, ease, and entertainment? Or a life that connects us with God on a daily basis. Here's a question for you. Do our investments enable us to strengthen us to face the challenges of life? And no one was without challenge. No one was without difficulty. not, Not for long, anyway. God expects us to seek Him during those times of challenge and difficulty. And he wants us to find him. Do the things we invest our lives in help us to be better people? To know and love God more? Or do they just waste time? Verse 3, in the beginning part of that verse says, it moves us into the second question, how shall we seek him? Verse 3 says, Listen to me, and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come with your ears open wide. How should we seek God? Well, we need to come ready to hear. Ready to listen. And the New Living Translation, when it says, Your ears open wide. I mean, that means I better turn my hearing aids up. If you were here a year ago, I preached same Sunday about my lost hearing aid. Whether you use hearing aids or not, you better turn up your volume and listen because God's got some good things to say to us. You and I must give full attention to what God has in his word and it can't just be on Sunday morning. If it is only on Sunday morning, it is not enough to give us strength for the day, Monday through Friday and Saturday. This must be a regular daily asking God to speak to us as we read and reflect on what he says in his word. Jeremiah twenty-nine thirteen says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Now, if you happen to come in early today, you got one of my good words for the day. And it says, it's the, the easy English translation. The Lord says, you will look for me and you will find me if, when you really want to find me. That's wholeheartedly. You put all your effort into it. If you didn't get the good word for the day, I'll be standing out back after we're through. And I'll give you one. Verses 3b through 5 open our eyes to the promises of to seekers or the why. Why seek the Lord? Listen, you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to display my power among the people? I made him a leader among the nations you also will command nations who do not you do not know and people unknown to you will come running to obey because i the lord your god the holy one of israel have made you glorious now notice the things here you will find life i think that's life with a capital l real life life with meaning that never fades even to the day of your death it is a life worth living It's a life worth dying for, if necessary. And around the world, they're doing it, you know. They're dying for this life. For this Jesus, this Lord, the one who makes life really meaningful. He says, I will make an everlasting covenant, an agreement with us. Because God wants to walk with us and be with us and us be with him all through life. And I will give you unfailing love. Oh, man. I put a post, uh, a picture of friend and I on the Facebook this week. And uh, I said, 55 years of dating, engagement, and marriage. So people thought it was our anniversary. Well, it's not quite yet, our wedding anniversary. That's uh, the 13th of January. But it has been 55 years that God has been faithful to walk with us and be with us and to help us love each other. And I help I think he helped Fran more than me because I'm pretty tough to love. He said he made David a leader. Even if you don't think you are a leader, God will make you a leader of someone if you listen to him and you seek him. People unknown, you know, people from around the world do come to Pittsburgh to come to Pittsburgh State University, and uh, they they can come and seek God with us. And he says, I've made you glorious. Ah, that's David, he said, first of all, and he can make you and me glorious. These are reasons why we should seek the Lord. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty yet? Now, encouragement to seek the Lord is our objective in this teaching time today, and the verses that were read... Here this morning. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him while he is near. And the NIRV. That's the fourth grade reading level. And so if you want to really read. So you can fully understand it. Read from a. That's a children's Bible. is so what it amounts to. And it says. Turn to the Lord. Before it's too late. The ERV, that's the easy to read version, says, it says the same thing. So I would like to ask the question, when do you think it's too late to seek the Lord? Well, I've got five answers. Now, they're not found in the text, but I think you'll understand. The first time when it's too late is when we die. Isaiah 46 says, people are like grass, their beauty fades as quickly as flowers in the field. You know, I'm 72 years old, and it's happened just like that. I'm fully expecting to meet Jesus one day, not for a while I hope, but I want to be ready because after then, when you die, it's too late. Second thing, if Jesus comes, it's too late. You can't seek the Lord after he comes because you need to seek him now before he comes. Number three, when it's too late, when we're too busy, no time. Isaiah thirty eighteen says, so the Lord must wait for you to come to him. He's wanting to be found, but he's waiting for us to come look for him. Kind of behind the chair. Come find me. I'm here. Four, when we get too old. Now, it's really never too old to seek God, but some, when they get older, they think it's too late. And if you think it's too late, you know what? It's too late. Fran and I visited Billy Smith's sister, Nola, in her 90s. And her response when she tried to talk about God was My parents taught me right from wrong, and I'm standing on that. We prayed that it wasn't too late. And we don't know, before she died. But as long as she was standing on what she thought was she was doing was okay, it was too late. Number five, and this is the most frightening answer of all, of when it's too late. Because the easy English Bible says, Come to the Lord while he will let you find him. Seek the Lord before the ways and the thoughts of the world have entangled us in an unbreakable web of useless, sometimes addictive behaviors that can and will control our lives and keep us from God and His ways. Now, I think I better read that again. Seek the Lord before the ways and thoughts of the world have entangled us in an unbreakable web of of useless, sometimes addictive behaviors that can and will control our lives and keep us from God and His ways. It's too late. I'm trapped. But with God, it's never too late in some sense of the word, but it may be that we feel that it's too late. Isaiah 59 says that our sins have cut us off from God. If we want to live... And continue in our ways, our our selfish, sinful ways. If that's what we want to do, it's too late. It's not what we want to do, I hope. In in that case, our hearts have grown too cold and far from God to seek the Lord. Isaiah 5.13 says of people who are very religious. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Now we're going on in verse 7. It reveals more about how to seek the Lord. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that He may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to the Lord for He will forgive them generously. Well, repentance is essential in seeking the Lord. We cannot really seek the Lord unless we turn from our selfish ways. In fact, repentance is In the New Living Translation often adds to turn from sin and to the Lord. Now that is actually found in the text occasionally, turn to the Lord. But repentance must be a turn from something to something or someone. That's what repentance is, a turning from and to. And so that's right here. Transformation of thought, Romans chapter 8, verse 2 talks about the transformation that's chapter 12 I think it is which says banish or destroy totally remove thoughts of doing wrong and only with God's almighty help can that happen for we live daily facing the temptations to think and do what God says not to do or avoiding the things he tells us to do reading on in verse 8 My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You know, that's like God saying, you think way down here, I think way up here. Praise God. With His help, we too can think up here. I mean, that's not just thinking about heaven. That's thinking about things from a very broad perspective of God being involved in everything we do, everything we think, and every, every day and every moment of our lives. That God is involved. God is there. And we believe it and we know it. And we walk with Him. When we seek the Lord like this, He will have mercy and generously forgive. That's reasons to seek Him. We can actually begin to think like He thinks. This is Romans chapter 8, verse 2. i got it right here in my notes. The final encouragement comes from chapter 55, verses 10 through 13. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same for my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. It will prosper everywhere I send it. Seek the Lord. This is my words now seek God through his word daily daily every day all days seek the Lord through his word we have a great advantage in America that some around the world do not have we have Bibles I mean, I've probably got about 15 Bibles in my house I have no excuse. No reason for not seeking the Lord through His Word at my house. And I even got it on my phone. I got like six translations on my phone. Downloaded. I don't even have to have internet. We have great advantage. Seek the Lord. And boy, God's Word promises. I mean, God says, My Word, if it goes out, It's going to accomplish something. It will do something. We just need to be looking at it and reading it and understanding it. And then he says, you will live in joy and peace. Not quite fully satisfied that we're with God every moment. We want more, more, more. But joy and peace. The mountains, I mean, this is is really poetic, folks. The mountains and the hills will burst into songs. The sound of music. And the trees of the field will clap their hands. Once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where there were nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name and they will be an everlasting sign of His power and love. Whew. Can't you just imagine walking through the forest? And the trees of the field... Are singing and clapping their hands. So we're going to summarize now, folks. We've kind of scrambled it up. The verses were, I mean, the the answers to all these questions were not in order. Who should seek the Lord? The thirsty and hungry, those in need of forgiveness. And I didn't emphasize it takes no money, you don't have to have any money. To get what God offers. It's free. How should we seek the Lord? With repentance and letting God's word change our hearts on a daily basis. And why the benefits include forgiveness, cleansing, connection with the Lord, True Life, capital L. When should you seek the Lord? Just one simple answer. Before it's too late. Whichever answer you thought was the most fitting, seek the Lord before it's too late. There will come a time in all of our lives when it's too late. Seek God through daily reading, reviewing, and commitment to God's ways as found in His Word. And I strongly encourage you. If you are not involved in a weekly group study of the Word of God, the new year will offer you an opportunity to begin. Not only reading the Word on your own, but involved in a weekly study. Uh, Jim Freck and I will be offering a, a six-month topical study through the book of Romans, beginning next Sunday. It will focus on beginning and building a loving relationship with the God through the regular commitment to God's word, prayer, and caring for others. I recommend it. Or any of the other classes that are being taught here at Countryside. But get involved in a weekly group study so that you together can seek the Lord. For that is what He wants individually and corporately seeking Him on a daily basis. Whatever your need, you're invited to come. And we're going to offer an invitation here. It's an invitation to, to, to make some decisions in your own mind. So we're going to prepare now to sing our uh, closing invitation, we call it invitation. is the invitation is, is always available. And if you've heard the invitation today, I've got good news for you. It's not too late. Because when you stop hearing the invitation to come and seek me, it may be too late. So if you want to have us pray for you or with you, just come down front. There'll be elders in the back, I think. Stand up with you. And we're going to seek the Lord together in song.